Let's all go to the lobby. Let's all go to the lobby. Let's all go to the lobby to get ourselves a treat. As we're dropping this on the Thursday, a couple days later, August 1st, from 2 to 5, Nightmare Toys will be having their grand opening party. At this party, we will be doing guest signings, uh, photo ops. Uh, there's going to be a DJ, food, drinks. So, celebrities there for sure. The lovable Kane Hodder. The beautiful Danielle Harris. The also beautiful Tamara Glenn. And the goofy and lovable... Drew Marvick. I mean, who doesn't love Pool Party Massacre, right? Uh, if you read the IMDb ratings, there's a few people. <laughs> they're <laughs> yeah, no, they're, they're definitely they're wrong. wrong. They're, they're dead so wrong. Much. That movie is so much fun. August 1st, 2 to 5 p.m., 1309 South Commerce Street, Las Vegas, Nevada. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, children of all ages, prepare to be amazed, the sound to be dazzled, and otherwise stupefied. As we bring to you episode 17 of the Saturday Night of the Movies podcast. My name is Daryl. I'm here with the lovely Miss Kate Phoenix. Hey. And that lovable, cuddly motherfucker that we all want to just spoon with. We want to be the big spoon <laughs> while he's the little spoon, Mr. <laughs> Brian String. Why do I got to be the little spoon? Because I said so. <laughs> Every time he's due to stupefy, I just want to come out with like the disturbed like cackle. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know why. It just like every time it just pops in my head. So what's everyone been up to? Life in quarantine. Yeah, pretty much the same. Yeah, I've been doing that for forty-five years. <laughs> I know it's true. I usually I just sit on my ass all day and watch movies when I'm not yeah. working or play video games. Yeah, there hasn't been a whole lot of good video games lately. See, there's not a whole lot of good video games. I had people ask this. Have you tried Outer Worlds yet? It's amazing. Okay, games that I could actually sit down to play and like just kind of rush through. Oh yeah, you don't want to rush through that. Yeah, no. that's that's something I want to like full on like Absorb. enjoy everything. Yeah, like kind of like Final Fantasy back in the day. Not so much now. Now I just like rush through those. Like I don't care. Just go. <laughs> Bending back and forth if I want this new Xbox. Oh, I do. I mean, I guess I'm going to have to if I want to play the new Resident Evil. But I don't know if we're going to get the Xbox or the uh, PlayStation. PlayStation. First. Probably PlayStation. I don't know. PlayStation's got 800 and 825 gigabytes of hard drive. Xbox One's got um, a terabyte. Yeah, but... What am I? What am I storing on there? The games. Physical media. You have to download the games. Yeah, but still, like you can, your save data will still be there. If you're no longer playing the game, you can still eat them after. Like that's not a big selling point for me. Like I'm like I don't care. I, I don't know. I hate, I hate taking the time to download the game again when I want to play it again. Yeah, but if you beat it, then. I have a PS4 and I still haven't gotten taken up all the space. 
Do you know how many times I've beaten Fallout 3, just as an example? Oh. Going for all I, them different endings? <laughs> well, I've got them all. <laughs> I, um, I did forget to tell you, so I still have not played it. Um, but Fallout 26, which I will eventually play because I love Fallout. Um, I found the giant, like, compendium thing that goes with it. Oh, the, uh, the, um, the walker, guide? the strategy guide. Yeah. Yeah. Awesome. yeah. And it's actually really cool. Um, so I will have to show you that at some point. Sweet. So, Kate, what have you been watching? Okay. Okay. So my list this week is not as long. Nor is mine. <laughs> um, watched uh, the uh, second Sicario. I, I don't remember if I talked about that before. You talk about the first one, but not yes. the second one. Okay, yeah. Watch the second one. Pretty good. Um, Pulse, which I did not expect. I don't know. The cover was that, not what I was... Huh? I'm trying to... Is that the... What, what's her name? Shannon Sosaman? Or am I thinking something else? It's the no. remake one that was put up by Three Dimension? I can't... No. You're way go. off camera. There we go. Now you oh, can no, see Totally it. different one. Totally yep. different one. That was a fun one. Um, Watch Disturbing Behavior with Katie Holmes. Mm, she's foxy in that. I really liked that one. She's actually from uh, my hometown. Oh, Toledo. Yeah. Mm -hmm. yeah. And then uh, Three Days to Kill, Kevin Costner. That one was a lot of, it was a fun action movie. Um, and then Sunny Boy. Which I absolutely loved. And David Carradine is freaking hysterical. Like, I don't know what I thought the movie was or what it was going to be. Um, but I, it certainly blew all those expectations away. Um, it's just an odd, quirky film. I don't know. I want to say quirky, but odd. Um, where they kidnap an orphan baby. And raise him to essentially steal and kill. But it's just really weird. And then um, a film that is actually super quirky. And I really, really enjoyed was Welcome to Me with Kristen Wiig. If you guys have not seen that, it's... I don't know. She just plays this really oddball character who has a, a lot of, uh, I would say, mental illness. And it's her and how she's coped with it after she wins the lottery. So if you haven't seen that, highly recommend it. Also, Kristen Wiig gets uh, topless in it. So I don't know if that's something that I wanted to see, but now I kind of want to. <laughs> I, you know, she's wearing, well, you see like a full body shot, but she's wearing a Merkin. But uh, yeah, you see her tits though. Hmm. I'm intrigued now. Yeah. I know. I the I movie I, itself, though, is really good. I, was, yeah, I, I don't know if that would have been a selling point, but it kind I, of is. Yeah, I think I had the movie on Netflix at one point. I don't know if it's still on there. Yeah, is I don't know. It's again? Welcome to Me. Welcome to Me. Okay. It's just a really quirky, weird film about this. Yeah, this chick's just after she wins the lottery, she wants a uh, her own talk show where she talks about herself. Yeah, I quite enjoyed it. It was surprising. I, was, I 
was surprised at how much I really liked it. But yeah, those are all my watches. Brian? All right. Um, I think when I talked to you Friday, I said I was going to like hammer out a bunch of movies. That didn't end up being the case. Such uh, is life. Such is life, yeah. But I do have seven of them. Holy uh, shit. Yeah. So um, I guess I'll just go in order. Uh, first one, uh, On Deadly Ground. Steven Seagal in Alaska fighting uh, an oil tycoon. Oh, I thought you were going to say transsexual Nazi Eskimos. No, Sir Michael Caine deserves better than that. <laughs> hey, he needs to show that he's versatile. That's right. Um, from there, I sat down and watched Tango and Cash with Stallone and Kurt Russell. A good buddy cop movie, I guess. I saw that way back in the day. It still holds up, surprisingly. Uh, From there, I don't know why. I watched The Roommate. I guess it's because I love Minka Kelly. Uh, it, It was very predictable. A really shitty reboot, remake, whatever you want of single white female uh, do not recommend it from there watch Polaroid which going in I knew of the reviews of it being a shitty movie but I figure you know got time to kill uh, it was done by the guy that did the Child's Play remake mm-hmm. and it, it was in fact a big old pile of shit don't recommend that either Next, uh, He Never Died with uh, good old Henry Rollins as, uh, I'm guessing he was like an angel or something because the, like, he gets messed up in the movie. So, but it, it was entertaining. Rollins was awesome. When isn't he? That This is true. So, um, it's on Netflix. I don't know if it's streaming anywhere else but if you haven't seen it i highly recommend it well i highly recommend anything with henry rollins <clears throat> this is true as well this uh, is why he is why wrong turn two is the best one let's see i kind of lean more towards the original but i do love wrong turn two uh next uh the gallows act two by uh daryl's favorite production company <laughs> so uh this one was straight to video um surprisingly though it's better than the first one that they did like i was expecting our found footage crap fest but most of it is done normally the found footage is maybe like a third of the movie here's jump scare fest 2020 though uh, not really. Um, I mean, yeah, they do go for the typical jump scares, but it, it like wasn't as bad as what the movies normally are. Okay. So that one is on Prime. And the last one I got is an all-found footage movie uh, made from Peru called The Secret of Evil. And it's about a uh, film crew that go into a haunted um, 
I guess, I guess it's a mansion that during the day it's um, it's like a tour site. And then they, they go in at night and all the weird shit happens and they end up losing their minds. And that one, I say, if you want to see something new in the way of the paranormal found footage movies, give it a shot. That one's also on Prime. Okay. And it is in Spanish, but there are uh, subtitles available. Well, I mean, when you said it was from Peru, I assumed it was in Spanish. Yeah. But most, well, you do, but, you know, other people, like, well, what's that mean? This is true. Yeah. yeah, I'll assume that, but uh, found footage, man, have a hard time getting into that. And that's it. That's all I got. All right. Sounds like I was the loser this week that only watched a few movies because I was just busy with other stuff. Um, I'm going to name this one off first because I don't remember if I mentioned it last week or not. I watched a movie called Cannibal Hookers. <laughs> I don't remember you. That was that's a a shot on video film from I think it's eighty five, directed by the legendary Donald Farmer, who also directed uh, my midnight movie Madness from last week, uh, Shark Exorcist. It was um, it was okay. It's not fantastic, but it it was okay. After that, um, I watched. This very little known, like nobody's ever heard of this the little film. It's an anthology from the early 80s, uh, directed by some guy and written by some other guy. It's called Creep Show. <laughs> Never heard of it. Made me know about it. <laughs> yeah, I mean, obviously, Creep Show is a classic. Everyone's got their favorite segments. My personal favorite is The Crate, which is ironic because whenever I was a kid, I fucking hated The Crate. I thought it was too long. After that, watch the, uh, I believe it's 1980 classic, Motel Hell. Yeah. That movie. God, sometimes I forget how fucking weird that movie is until I rewatch it. <laughs> <laughs> not that it, I'm not saying that it's a bad thing. It's just like that movie's fucking out there. It really is. And then speaking of uh, found footage, went ahead and rewatched for the first time in about 20 years. The film that really started the whole found footage craze, the Blair, the Blair Witch Project. And I will say the same thing that I said 20 years ago. It's a movie. Yep. Beginning, middle, end. Yep. But there, to but, some, it is a classic now. Yeah, I know, I know some think it's a classic. And I respect their opinion, even though I just think it's just kind of there. I think if it hadn't had all that hype that you could never get away with these days, you couldn't use the internet to to pass this off as real these days. It wouldn't have been as big as it was if so many people didn't go into it thinking that it was real. Oh, yeah. The fact that people actually went looking for them. Yeah. People will believe anything. But, yeah, that's that's my four watches. I was kind of busy watching, you know, some other movies that we'll talk about next week. <laughs> You're welcome. I wasn't thanking you. (laughs) (laughs) You know what? I'm just going to say you're welcome anyway. I'm about halfway through them. uh, I'm probably going to actually start watching them this week, too, just because obviously can't leave them for the last minute. (laughs) 
cram them all in the last day. Yeah. <laughs> Ironically, they're playing all of them this weekend at uh, one of our drive-ins. Ah, oh, see, that'd be fun. Are you going to go? I I don't know. I mean, if I did, it'd probably just be for a Return of the King. Because they're all the extended editions, and oh, they're God. only doing like one movie a night. So, well, yeah, you could go and watch, yeah, just watch one of them one night and then you got it out of the way. So, I mean, granted, I could just do them all in the comfort of my house. That's true, too. No people. Nope. That's true. Because people are mean. And your couch is, your couch or your, your recliner are probably more comfortable than your seat in your car. <laughs> yeah. And also, you can pause it to go use the bathroom. That's <laughs> true. Yeah. I mean, granted, I, I don't, but I just play it over my phone. <laughs> I'm curious to know if I can still uh, quote the beginning when I when I watch it. I've seen it that many times that we, my friends and I used to just quote it back and forth. I guess we'll have to find out next week. Yeah, we'll see. Yep. <laughs> so what's anything, anything exciting going on in the world <clears throat> that we want to talk about? In the world of film? Um, maybe, maybe, maybe. I don't know. What's what's your maybe? Oh no, I'm trying to find it now. Crap, Joe. What was the name of that shark movie that I sent you? Hold on a second. Was it? Oh, is from it, the depths. So, as most people know, me and Daryl love our shark movies. This one, though, is done a very particular way. Yes. To where a shark is haunting a traumatized victim in her home. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that look on Kate's face. I don't know. No one else listening can see the face. But the face, the face says it all. I don't know, but I watched the trailer and then I sent it to Daryl. What is it called? Like, uh, from face, the depths. To the look on her face like, the fuck? <laughs> yeah, pretty much. Um, I really want to watch it now, though. Yeah, I was you like, need, it, you it, need to send me the trailer. Uh, let's see. I mean, it can't be any worse than Ouija Shark. This is true. There was that. And then, um, have you guys seen this whole fiasco with Days of the Dead? Yes. With, uh, yeah. One worker... Mm-hmm. So, what are your guys' thoughts on it? Because I, well, I, mean, pers- I have case, my in case the on- listeners don't know, maybe we should talk about it. Yeah, like okay. what what it is you're talking about. I know what you're talking about. Yeah. So, um, but essentially, there was a staff member who took a picture with one of the um, creepy bears, and the shirt was, I think, said just hanging around. No, it, said just, guy, it said hang in there. It said hang in or there. Or hang in there. And the shirt was, you know, the picture of a guy being hung from a noose. And the face on the bear was Robin Williams. Yeah. Which, at that point, that, that's just bad taste all around. Mm-hmm. But for him to say, gotta have good sense of humor once in a while or something like that on the post. Right. Something to that extent. Like that's just tacky. Like, and for a staff member of Days of the Dead to share it on the Days of the Dead group, mm-hmm. it just makes. I mean, even if the even if the rest of the staff doesn't 
condone it and is disgusted by it, it makes Days of the Dead look like they like they uh, you know approve of that. Yeah. Exactly. Well, because it came directly from their social media. Right. And that's the the concern. It was in poor taste for sure. Mm-hmm. And the fact now it's just blown up like wildfire. Um, I don't think even Days of the Dead has apologized. That's my problem. And the, yeah, they haven't said anything. They've just yeah, kept their mouth shut. And that's my problem the, too. Like a lot of the people, person that posted it apologized, but Days of the Dead has not. Yeah. Yeah. And they need to come out and do they, that. They need to come out and say. And the fact that they haven't, that it, that's a big issue. Like I get, you know, you you wanted to make your money for the weekend, which a lot of people, you know, they, they were upset that something was happening. Um mm-hmm. From from what I heard, the first night was completely ghost town, as most conventions are. Um, but then the rest of the weekend was pretty packed. That's not what I heard. Well, see, and that's why there's like all these different reports happening. Yeah, what I heard was it was pretty dead the whole weekend, and like no one had any lines. Yeah. So, and which is what I figured, but at the same time, like for like you now have this. What's probably I don't know maybe the third. Uh, biggest horror convention, uh, stateside. I'm guessing. Days of the Dead Indie. Yeah, um, well, just Definitely. the promotion itself. Well, Days of the Dead in general, yeah. Yeah, it's up uh, there. But the fact now you have all these other shows still planned for the rest of the year. You know, is there going to be major backlash? People just now not going because they haven't said anything. Could be. Yeah, I I've actually so from what I've seen. A couple of vendor friends um, I, I've seen are now boycotting the show because they haven't come out and said anything and because they felt it was really inappropriate. And uh, that means, I mean, who knows what will actually happen, but that does mean potential less vendors, which means mm-hmm. less people. Mm-hmm. And yeah, that's my, my biggest thing as I'm, when you have staff, your staff are your business. They yeah. represent you. And if one of your staff members does something that you don't agree with, you have to immediately come out and say, hey, we don't agree with this. We really apologize. It was in poor taste. Something along. Just say sorry. Something right. along those yeah. lines. Um, you know, I, I've seen other companies where staff members say something and obviously they're like, uh, no, but they come out with a formal apology. And I, I just think it's odd that they haven't. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I would say there is the whole fiasco with, uh, a certain clothing company. Um, I'll just yeah. That, that, a couple that of them. Th- they said something and it backlashed horribly on it. And the person, you know, the two of the people for the company, you know, apologized saying they didn't agree with the statement that was said by the certain party. And then the certain party came out with an apology video and it got even worse to where everyone just backlashed against the apology. So it's um I don't know, it'll be interesting to see what happens for them the rest of the year. Um I, I think in the way of COVID, it's probably best that they just not do anything for the rest of the yeah. year. Yeah. I'd agree. Um special said I, I think like two thirds of the guests canceled on them anyways. It was like yeah, it was like sixty percent of the guests canceled. So the the fact the that, that was te- the turnout was terrible. Which, you know, I'm sure was expected. So if that was the case, odds are they lost money just running the event rather than moving it to 
like next year or something. Yeah. Uh, from there, what else have? Oh, fright text frightmare finally canceled. We all knew it was coming. So I think, he, yeah, here, pretty much conventions this year. Here. Here's my thing on it, though. So you have an email sent to you saying, "Hey, you know, here here's a new link for the hotels. You got rebook everything." And, you know, we're, we're going to make it a lot better. We're going to have more names, newer names. Um, a lot of the people that weren't positive, they can make the newer dates reconfirmed saying, yeah, we can now make that. For you to come out and say that the hotels are canceling everything to where, you know, you have people go back on book new rooms only for a couple days later to find out <laughs> the original rooms they had were fucking transferred over. Yeah, suffice to say, I had two rooms booked for that weekend. Wow. Dang. So you have your sleeping room and your party room then? <laughs> oh, no, I canceled the one room. Oh, okay. No, like the, the just the one, the new book room with the newer rates is still like $800. Damn. So, Oof. but like, why would you say that they're canceling everything and then they transfer it over? Like, because it's just, crazy times and no one knows what's going on. I mean, yeah, but I mean, that's just like a lack of communication. Yeah. Ugh, frustration, man. I tell you. Yep. He should have canceled months ago, but that's just me. This is very true. The fa fact, and I'll, I'll say it right now, the moment they opened up the store to where you could buy previous year's autographs, I knew it was going to be canceled. Mm-hmm. Ours here, we were supposed to have two of them, one in August and one in October, and they canceled them until next year. Oh, was that? Uh, uh, oh, the Spooky Empire? Spooky, yep, yep. We were supposed to have one in August, and then we were supposed to have one in October. And they just said, you know, it's going to be better. We'll just do it next year. Yeah. So as far as I know, everything has been canceled. Um, I think Sema Wasteland is still kind of like on the bubble right now. For October. Hopefully that one stays. I hope. If not, I'm going to cry. Not really. Yeah, that, that's the end of my rant. So, I don't know. I guess with with the whole days thing, you know, wh what are other people's opinions, I guess, on the matter? I know some people, you know, are supporting days because they went actually through with the event. But at the same time, you know, this thing shows up and it's just kind of like a sledgehammer to it. I don't know where I stand on them having the event, but I am just like floored that they didn't require masks. They didn't? I didn't they even hear did that. Not, yeah, they didn't require yeah. masks. <sighs> so, I mean, they did the right thing by like not having photo ops and making all the celebrities be able to do table photos. Because sometimes you'll have like, like Robert Engel, for example, doesn't do table photos ever. Same with Bruce Campbell. Well, that's because it would take forever. Right. But the bigger names, they won't. But I mean, when they canceled photo ops, they said, look, you guys are going to have to do table photos. Yeah. So, I, mean, I, mean, I, I applaud them for that. But the fact that they didn't require masks, that just fucking blows my mind. And I'm not going to get into the whole argument of do they work? Do they not work? How about this? Just be fucking courteous to your fellow fucking people. 
Let's get through this. Get this shit under control. Take your fucking mask off after that. Shut the fuck up. Yeah, I mean, you're here. Exactly. Yeah, I mean, I, I guess for me, I don't care the fact that you know they went through the convention. I mean, it, it, trial and errors, right? So I guess it's just that little, you know, unfortunate, you know, spot that happened that causes chaos. Right. I'm not going to say that the bear was in bad taste, but the shirt, that shirt being on that bear was in bad taste. Yeah, yeah. that's all it was. I don't, I don't think the face on the bear is necessarily something. I yeah. mean, that's, you know, whatever, but it was the shirt. Yeah, that was yeah. definitely yeah. in poor taste. So, I mean, I, I know the shirt wasn't from the guy that created the bear because right. he's already come out and said, no, that's not me. So. All right. Anything else before I go into my. my no, thing I think I, I'm done with my rants. You got anything, Kate? <laughs> no, I'm good. Nope. Okay. So. Speaking of Texas Frightmare Weekend, the Midnight Movie Madness for this week is the 2010, very rarely, I never see anybody talking about this. It's a 2010 horror comedy called Texas Frightmare Massacre. Ah. Hmm. I, I've heard of it, but I haven't watched it. Dude, it's like five bucks at Amazon. You should pick it up. I would say it's got like the horse's head on it, right? Yes, because the killer wears a horse head mask. Yeah. It was filmed at Texas Frightmare Weekend in like 2008 or 2009. Back when it was at a different hotel than it's at now. And yeah. It's a fun little movie. With a whopping 41 ratings at IMDb. Like I said, I never hear anybody talking about it. So with that, let's get into our main event. This Meow. week, this week we're going to talk about the 1985 sequel, but not sequel, to The Wizard of Oz, Return to Oz. Starring Feruza Balk and Piper Laurie. Kate, was this your first time watching Return to Oz? Nope. Watch this. It was actually on quite a bit when uh, I lived overseas. So we used to watch it like all the time. Oh, okay. Oh, so she could watch that, but not Roger Rabbit. That makes sense. <laughs> <laughs> this I... doesn't have the adult humor. Yeah. <laughs> it's still creepy and disturbing as shit. Yeah, I mean, it's dark as shit, but it's it doesn't have the adult humor. Dark? Dark shit was okay for some reason, except for Harry Potter, because he was a wizard. You're a wizard, Harry. Brian, was it your first watch? It was the first watch in a really long time. Okay. Like, I, I don't, probably like a 20 year gap. That's probably about right for me, too. Yeah, I had honestly forgotten exactly how dark this movie was. Mm hmm. But for those that haven't seen it, basically, everyone still believes that Oz was a dream of Dorothy's, which maybe it was, maybe it wasn't. We're st that's still left up to us to figure out. Um, she's taken to a psychiatric hospital to basically go undergo electroshock therapy to make it so that she won't think of Oz anymore. There's a storm. And she flees from the hospital, ends up in a river, which somehow ends up in the ocean, even though she was in Kansas. I don't get that. <laughs> she ends up in Oz. Because it's magic, Daryl. Magic. Right, 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 right. So Return to Oz had a 
$25 million budget and made a whopping $11 million at the box office. Because when Michael Eisner took over Disney, he had no faith in the project. Thought basically no one was going to want to see it because it was too dark. So it got nearly no promotion and was in the theater for like three weeks. And now it's got a cult following. Yep. Mm -hmm. And Michael Eisner's out of a job because he's a douche. (laughs) (laughs) So Kate, what do you think of Return to Oz? So I love this movie. It, um, it has been one of my favorites uh, since I was a kid, just because we used to watch, I don't know why it was on all the time on Disney channel overseas. Um, but we used to watch it quite a bit. Um, the, uh, what are they? The wheelers? Is that what mm-hmm. they're called? Yeah. They scared the hell out of me as a kid. And as well as so. the, the head nurse. Those were the two that freaked me out. I think because, you know, with the psychiatric hospital, it definitely felt like a, an insane asylum. Mm-hmm. And, uh, so for some reason, I thought the head nurse was a lot meaner than she actually is in the movie. Like, for some reason, I thought, like, she was, I don't know, terrifying. And then the wheelers, of course, chasing after her with their creepy laughs and everything. That uh, scared the hell out of me. But not the heads for some reason. Like, I was completely chill with the different heads. You were completely fine with with, 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 with Princess Mombi and her interchangeable heads? Yeah. Like, I don't know why that was okay, but then the the head nurse was was terrifying. Like that, That's funny. Yeah, I, I don't know. Just a, a weird kid, I guess. But I have loved everything about this. Um, and I actually, I forgot about it for a while. Um, and then it's actually, you can get it on Blu-ray from the Disney Movie Club. Mm-hmm. And um, so as soon as I found that out, watched it and um, yeah, I rewatched it then and was like, oh my goodness, it still holds up though. Like everything about the, the movie, I think still holds up today as it did then. I'll agree there. I mean, the, the visual effects for the most part, especially considering that they're 35 years old, I mm-hmm. think they hold up really well. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I, I like the whole uh, claymation. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, obviously, these days that would all be CGI. But they did. They did what they did. What they had to do with what they had. CGI technology didn't really exist unless you wanted it to look like Tron. But yeah, that was uh, pretty much what I what I thought of the movie. What do you think of the movie, Brian? Okay, so um, Auntie M, what a bitch! No, yeah, well, it's Piper Laurie. That's what I know. That, that's the only reason I accepted it because <laughs> Piper Laurie is so good at being so mean on screen. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I love her. I don't think it would have been as good, but like you, you have her, like pretty much telling Dorothy, like you know, it's like stop or we're going to send you to the nut house, and then you have Uncle Henry who really just wanted the best for Dorothy. Like you could tell he wasn't okay with you know, sending her away. Right. So, and then she gets to, you know, psychiatric facility, you know, to where they're going to electrocute her. Right. And pretty much make her at that point, I'm guessing she would have been like a zombie or something based on how the electric stuff works. Right. Cause I mean, this was, early because it takes place in 1899 so it was early 
early electricity. Yeah. But they didn't really know how to harness it properly yet. Yeah. yeah. Like she, she probably would have died like flat out. She would have died or she would have just had her fucking brain scrambled. Yeah. So, well, they make the comment that there's those that didn't, you know, essentially they survived it, but it didn't work that are in the yeah. basement. Right. Yeah. Those, those are that, that was your insane asylum. So um, I, I did like how um, the nurse looked like the Wicked Witch of the West. I, I like that aspect. Um, and then just going through Oz, or well, the return to Oz, um, and all uh, the Henson uh, production, I, I thought it was really good. Um, kind of intriguing with the with Jack Pumpkinhead, the kind of, pro- prototype Jack Skellington. Yeah, mm-hmm. pretty much. Mm-hmm. So between him and TikTok, and I love TikTok. Yeah, and then uh, was it Belina, the talking hen. She always has annoyed me though. Like her, something about her voice. I don't know why. I don't know, but I don't know. But then there's like a part to where Dorothy finally shows up in Oz, and she's wondering what the hell happened. And then she runs in. Uh, who did she run into first? The Wheelers. Yes. And they tell her like pretty much all of her friends are gone. They're just gone. So you have the Tin Man and uh, the Lion that became statues. Um, you had uh, the Scarecrow who was king, but then was called a thief. So he was dethroned and what well, he was turned into a jewel. Mm-hmm. Then, you know, you had the nurse who was there as uh, Moby with all of her fucking heads. <laughs> and all the heads just screaming and everything. Ugh. It was just, it seemed like they had a lot going on, which I guess they did coming from two different books right it was the what marvelous mm-hmm. land of oz and ozma of oz yeah so i i think maybe had they just stuck with one book rather trying to cram everything from two books maybe the flow would have gone a lot better because what the movie is almost like two hours right just yeah mm-hmm. just under yeah so i i think you know maybe some trims here and there you know could have kept the pacing a little better but overall it, it's still an entertaining movie one thing I never caught before was when um, Annie M and Dorothy are talking about the house and about how the house isn't finished, but he broke his leg and she's like, no, his leg has been mended. Like even going into that part of it, cause he's clearly showing signs of depression. I was like, that was something I never caught on before. So some of those tones are definitely, I, I would say adult oriented as far as the darkness of it. Mm-hmm. Then um, the gnome came. Like she shows up and he's like, you know, you, you get two wishes, but you know, if you get them wrong, you're dead. Ah, uh, kids' movies of a different time. Yeah, I know, right? I want those back though. Disney of the eighties, gotta love them. Did you know that uh, Christopher Lloyd and Tim Curry are both considered for the Gnome King? Mm-hmm. 
and then Don Knotts was considered for the voice of Belina. That would have been a totally. I think that would have been awesome. That would have made me much happier than the voice that they chose for for her. Yeah. And they considered Dick Van Dyke for Jack Pumpkinhead. I didn't know that one. Then one thing I found fun or that I found interesting was that Feruza Balk did all of her own stunts for this movie at nine years old. It's because she's a badass. Yeah, what they said that the couch scene was done what eleven times? Eleven times, yeah. Just her plopping her butt on the couch. Yep. For the fall. I mean, at that age too, you're pretty much like, yeah, I'll try whatever. Yeah. And your bones are a lot more pliable then too. <laughs> yeah. So you're less likely to break bones. So Daryl, what did you think of the movie? I really enjoy the movie. Um, I mean, I grew up as a, f- a huge fan of The Wizard of Oz. It's the first movie I ever remember watching. So was I excited for a sequel in 1985? Yeah, of course I was. And I watched it. And just like you, the wheelers scared the shit out of me. But yeah, I I think that for the most part, the movie has aged well. And I think the like... It's a really big movie, especially for the $25 million budget. Mm-hmm. I mean, there's a few times where like, you can tell you're looking at a matte painting or, you know, like a, a uh, I can't think of the word now, but you know, where they like matted in afterwards, uh, a visual overlay. But for the most part, you can tell it's also really big sets and yeah, seems like I don't know how they got it that cheap unless it was just by not having a lot of big names in the movie. Yeah, well, you figure what? For the time, the biggest name was Piper Laurie, right? Yeah. So, because I, I don't think um, Matt Clark was all that big at the time, right? No, no. Piper Laurie would have been the biggest name at the time. Yeah. Her and uh, Nicole Williamson. I mean, I wish Eisner had seen more, more, uh, more of a future in the movie and had the you know the proper Disney push for it. I think it could have done really well, but he didn't. So it is what it is. Maybe instead of having Star Wars land at Disney, we could have Oz. I just want to see. I want to go to Disney and see the Wheelers just going down Main Street. Exactly. That was it. Yeah, that'd be something cool to see during uh, Halloween because. It does technically take place during Halloween. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Is it yeah, Mickey's it Not So Scary it. Halloween or whatever it's called? Yeah, Mickey's Well, not- it wouldn't be this year because it's canceled. They give you it, a yeah. shit ton of candy. Apparently, there is a Jack Skellington hiding in ours, but I don't know where it's at. I look every time. That's what Google's for. Yeah, but I, I want to see it. I want to see it for myself. No, I get it. Like When I go to Disneyland, or even just downtown Disney, I go I go hidden Mickey hunting, so I get it. Yeah. So I will say Disney Channel was a lot cooler overseas than it was here. One, it played Return to Oz all the time. But they would also do these segments where they would show you hidden Mickeys in movies and uh, TV shows and at Disney World. Hmm. I was at, I I remember Disney showing a lot of the older stuff growing up. Yeah. Like Swiss Family Robinson, a shitload mm-hmm. of the Apple Dumpling Gang, the Apple Dumpling Gang, um, Herbie, mm-hmm. all um, the Herbie movies. Yeah, I would say they they were showing the um, 
not quite humans a lot and then they kind of like geared in like maybe late 90s they like shifted everything to where they were doing like their original movie every month or some shit like that which even then some of their original movies had some good like um semi-horror style i guess I guess like the Halloween towns and stuff like that. Well, I mean, a lot of the Disney movies have always had dark tones anyways. Look, it's mm-hmm. um, pretty much any Sleeping Beauty. Bambi. Yeah, Bambi, Sleeping Beauty, Snow White. Mm-hmm. The Fox and the Hound. Peter Pan. <laughs> Fuck that. Little Mermaid. They've all had a lot of, you know, dark, dark undertones Which or movie? just plain been dark. Well, they take a lot of theirs, though, from fairy tales, too, which tend to be rather dark and uh, more as cautionary tales for children. Yeah, especially if you're reading uh, the grim fairy tales, mm-hmm. which a lot of Disney tales are adapted from. They're just, you know, sanitized a lot. Yeah. <laughs> sanitized. That's such a good word for it. <laughs> Given the, the Disney scrub. Yeah, pretty much. Did they make them wear masks? I'm sure they, I'm sure they did not. So, Brian, do we have a hottie of the week? No, because that's just fucking weird. Okay, I didn't know if maybe one of Mombi's heads was a hottie of the week or something. Well, yeah, just the head. Just the head, right? <laughs> <laughs> so, if in that case, if we're going just by the head... Um, probably Mombi 2. Is that the blonde one? Um, no, I, I think remember. it's the one when she first shows up to the castle. Okay. Asking her, like, who she is, where she came from. And right. then she takes off her head. And puts on the real head. So, and that actress's name was Sophie Ward. Sophie Ward? Okay. So, she would, uh... Has 67 credits to her name. That's not bad. Yeah. Uh, she was in The Hunger with uh, David Bowie and Susan Sarandon. I haven't seen that. She was in Waxworks 2. A lot of TV stuff. Dinotopia. Oh, I love Dinotopia. Um, she was in Clive Barker's Book of Blood. Really? Might have to watch that tonight. Dang, we're gonna have to watch Dinotopia sometime. Yeah. So she she has a pretty good extent list. All right, Kate. What are we watching next week? So next week we are gonna watch the amazing trilogy of Lord of the Rings. Yay. Yay. I mean, yay! What? I was going to say, Brian, what the hell? <laughs> <laughs> no, I was, I, I, I've already watched them, so this time I'm watching The Hobbits. <laughs> I uh, I still haven't watched through all The Hobbits, although it is my favorite book um, by his. Um, but yes, yeah, so I'm super stoked to watch them. I personally am going to watch the extended editions. Don't know what you guys are going to be watching, but... That's what I've been watching. Extended editions. It's the only yay! way to go. It's true, though. You you get a lot more in there. Even though Tom Bombadil wasn't added. It's like stepping on Legos while barefoot. For you. 
for me, it's going to be like, oh, hey, we we were best friends once, these movies and I. It's like having kidney stones while you stick your hand in a hot fryer. Well, (laughs) um, your lovely Sasquatch movie was uh, how I felt. uh, It was better than these. Mm-mm. But hey, but but, hey diff- well, uh, we'll get to argue di- about that next, this next is true, week. Yeah. Different strokes for different folks, right? Exactly. I'm I'm doing the the right thing, and I'm going into them with fair but critical eyes, and I'm going to give my <laughs> my honest critical opinion of it. And that is all I'm asking. I was. Are we doing the rating like as one or each? For this movie that we're watching now, or for, we just watching? for the Lord of the Rings, um, you know what? I'll come up with that later. Okay, <laughs> I'll, I'll decide what so we're Brian, gonna do. Brian, what would you rate the uh, the Return to Oz? Return of Oz. Uh, I will give it four Jack pumpkin heads. Okay. Okay. I, I will give it five obnoxious chickens. Okay. And I will give it four and a half poison eggs. The poison eggs. <laughs> Don't you know eggs are poison? I know. This is the first movie I gave a five to. I know this. And it's because this movie is amazing. And damn near perfect. And super underrated. Mm-hmm. It's true. I wish I could buy the Blu-ray without being in the Disney Club. Um, you if you want it, it's on eBay. Could. Or, or, just let me know. I'm sorry, how, how much is it? Aren't there movies like thirty bucks? Um, yeah. so yeah, but it ends up working out because they have a lot of exclusives that you can't get anywhere else uh, like, unless you like spend to, like forty dollars. Yeah, forty. It's Return to Oz is about forty-five bucks on uh, eBay. Uh, I just so, saw it for thirty-three. Yeah, we um, we will get the movies, and then we buy like all this other stuff with it, and it ends up working out a lot better. So we do it mostly for the exclusives, but it uh, it's worth it. I was I think the only reason I would go through with it is for the older movies. That's mostly why we are a part of it. The then, yeah, because. I know they had the Mighty Ducks on Blu-ray only through mm-hmm. them. All right, guys. Any last words before we peace out? Nah, I'm good. Brian? I got nothing. You got nothing? I got nothing. You sound like my wallet. I got nothing. <laughs> <laughs> but hey, I know for a fact sitting in my mailbox right now, Joe Castro just sent me Terror Tunes too. Oh, that one's a lot of fun. And I love Joe. It's the one I haven't seen. I haven't seen one or three, so. You've only seen two? Mm-hmm. Because okay. he, he gave us copies uh, when we were in L.A. Oh, okay. I love him, though. Him and his husband are so sweet. I don't think I met Steven. I don't believe he was at Clownado. If he was, I guess I didn't talk to him. I don't remember if he was there, but we went over to their house and um, they cooked for everybody and we were extras in, in xenophobia, um, right? Yep. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So that was really cool. 
Very cool. Goal, though, to be in a Joe Castor movie where I get, like, all weird makeup and stuff on. Well, that's a, that should be a life goal for anybody. Yeah. Joe's makeup is fucking amazing. Yeah. Like, he showed me some cool behind-the-scenes stuff from uh, Bone Hill Road mm-hmm. and um, how everything worked. And I was like, that's so amazing. So he... Uh, I told him, I was like, one day, Joe, I want to be in one of your movies, but I want to be a monster. Hell yeah. That'd be badass. All right. So I guess if you guys have nothing, I have nothing. So I thank everybody for... Oh, this is important. We are now available on iTunes. So if you're listening to us on iTunes, please leave a review and a rating. It actually helps the show a hell of a lot in being discovered. Yay. It only took like three months, but yay. Yeah, right, right. I see, the hey. board, and we already have one review and one rating, though, so that that helps. Yay! Was, was it good? It was a five star. All right, thank you, thank you to whoever did that. We love you. Yes. So yeah, if you're listening to us on iTunes, please go rate us on iTunes. Rate us, leave a review. It it helps a whole hell of a lot. It became the more ratings and reviews that we get, the more discoverable we are. And, you know, it's going to motivate us to maybe do longer shows or more shows or whatever. Better shows. Maybe we giveaways. can get sponsors. And sponsors. Yeah, actually, yes. that way, which, if we're doing giveaways, we're not paying money for this shit. Yeah, which <laughs> we, we do have some giveaways coming up that I, I did pay uh, my own pockets. Right. Um, that's something like I'm not opposed to doing that. But if we had sponsors, so, we wouldn't have to. Yeah. So, no, we're, um, I'm still trying to, like figure out the time when to do it we are going to do a like movie night with us um on our facebook page um watch party okay um we're going to do a double feature from the ways it's looking both are going to be horror um but there are three giveaway boxes that i have personally put together um the two big items are pretty much the same in all the boxes. Um, but then I also throw in like smaller stuff in all of them. So okay. you are awesome. I try to be. <laughs> so yeah, stay tuned to the soul to our social media for all that stuff. And yeah, rate and review, like, share, subscribe. Yeah. I don't know. Oh. That's, that's YouTube stuff, but still, <laughs> well guys, thank you so much for tuning in. This episode looks like it's going to run a little bit longer than others, but that's okay. Anyways, thank you so much for tuning in. Have a great day. We will see you guys next week. Or we won't see you. You'll hear us. You know what I mean. Yeah, I'm not doing a live stream. It's in my contract. (laughs) (laughs) Later. Peace out.